Why do I lean towards the kingdom concept as a vastly important message? What is the foundational belief and message of the Kingdom Citizen podcast? Please follow along with an open Bible, heart, and mind as we rediscover the words of the scripture through the context of the historical time it was written. Greetings to the Kingdom Citizen. I'm your host, Glenn Cruz, and as an ambassador of the Kingdom of God, I'm so honored and excited to be with you again as it is the will of the King, both politically and spiritually, because we represent a government that is the Kingdom of God. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful week, and I hope you've enjoyed your holidays. Um, I would say that I've enjoyed my holidays, but it's uh, it's quite different sometimes when you are a a full-time caregiver for your family, and uh, it just it kind of changes things a little bit, but it was it's still great. But I kind of want to change up the format, not change up the format, but I wanted to get into a sort of bit of a a discussion of about this podcast. You know, what is the purpose of this podcast and what's the uh, the intent of it? And one of the questions that I led off with was, why do I lean towards the kingdom concept as a vastly important message? Well, um, I've been to different churches and I've listened to a variety of pastors through my years and, and faith from what I, I gathered is an important topic that is taught and it should be, but the word doesn't mention it for the gain of worldly idols. And this is kind of where it loses me because I used to I used to want it to dig, you know, I've I, I mentioned before and, and a few times of me digging into the word and wanting to understand, you know, hey, why did this do this? And I think that's my, my, um, you know, I'm a electrical guy. And in my mind, I, I operate through a system of, you know, yes and no's. Does it work this way? No. Does it work this way? Yes. And if it does, then I can move to the next step. You know, so that's kind of how my mind works. So when I'm looking at the word, I'm kind of looking at the word the same way. You know, so I've learned to receive uh, daily bread from the kingdom as Jesus told us to ask for. And by understanding this. My love and my relationship with the creator is deeper and it works hand in hand in my life. And I get to see his hand more, uh, especially in the times of need. So, for example, uh, just recently, my wife was, you know, um, she's fighting brain cancer. And one of the things that she she wanted 
as a part of their recovery, you know, once we reached a milestone of finishing treatments and things were on a, in remission, she wanted a puppy. So what we did is we, we purchased this. Well, she went through probably about eight to 10 months of searching for a dog that she really, really wanted, right? She wanted a non-hype, I think it's what, what you call them, a hypoper, um, hypoallergenic dog that doesn't shed because that was something that we, we spoke about. And she wanted a little puppy, one that didn't grow, that was more of a lap dog that she could, you know, have more comfort in enjoying, you know, sitting in her lap kind of thing. So she found the multi-poop. So I let her do all the research and everything, you know, because this was for her. And she did. Well, she went ahead and, and placed an order for this puppy. You know, she saw pictures or a video and she showed me the video and I didn't think much about it because, you know, she's very careful at doing research and, and she spoke with me each step of the way. Well, lo and behold, she she made an order and she sent the $900. But once she did that, things started seeming kind of funny, you know, through the emails of how the dog was going to get here, you know, and then she received a, a second email from a company saying, hey, this dog is not in a thermal crate that needs to be sent. So they were requesting like 1300 bucks. And she was like, babe, I, can you look at this? Cause I, 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 I'm not getting a good vibe from this. So I looked at it and then I was like, nah, babe, this is, this is not real. You know? So we kind of held out hope one extra day, uh, because the guy emailed back and he was just, what he was trying to do was keep her on the hook. So I actually got the number and then I sent the text and then everything went silent. So, uh, that next, that next day I was at work and she called me and she was crying, you know, and in the midst of this crying, typically I would, you know, probably a man about a year and a half ago, I would be like, man, why are you crying? You know, I, I just would have reacted totally different. You know, I would have been a little bit more, uh, sharp with my tongue um, and maybe you know not as in tune with their feelings about what just happened you know and, and we, we it would have led into a, a disagreement I, I'm pretty positive of that just because of how my mentality would would have been towards it but this time you know after going through brain cancer with her and being a caregiver I, I saw and heard things from her perspective a, a whole lot different, you know. So when she was crying, I felt this deep emotional hurt from my perspective, you know, because she she tied it to recovery. You know, she did how careful she was and, you know, and I just 
I sat there on the phone. I listened to her heart. And then I just said, okay, babe, I, I, I'm, I apologize for how you feel. And, and I hear you. You know, I was like, it's going to be okay. Um, just we'll, we'll talk a little bit later. So I got off the phone. And I sat there, and this is what I said. I, I said, King, I'm approaching you um, with this issue. I was like, as a citizen and, and as a citizen of, of the kingdom, we, we have experienced some hurt in the worldly system. And I'm just wondering, can you help me? You know, I was like, uh, we've done the research and we thought that what we were doing was good. And I know that you knew that this was going to happen. So can you give me directions as a man of this family to, to help heal the hurt that she's experienced? Can you lead me to another puppy? So... As I sat there, I had this internal communication that said, type in multi-poo in the Tulsa area and hit enter. So that's what I did. I, I, I typed it exactly as it was given to me. And when I did that, there was this Facebook page that popped up. And this Facebook page had a multi-poo um, had nice photos. It was a lady and a man. And it showed them um, being breeders. So once I did, I, I gave the guy a, a text. So when I text him, the Holy Spirit was like, introduce yourself. Once you do that, just say, hey, this was a scam. Um, that we, Me and my wife was trying to order a puppy. Uh, we got involved into a scam. But I'm not calling you to see if I can get a discount on a puppy. What I'm calling you for is to see, are you real and do you have any puppies? And then I want to explain the purpose of why I was looking for this puppy and why it was so important that I try to find a real um, breeder of this puppy. So uh, probably about an hour later, the gentleman texts me back. He says, I'm a real, uh, my name is Steve. Me and my wife have been breeders for uh, 19 years, you know, and then he, he added himself. We are um, both graduates of Rayma Baba College there in uh, Tulsa. And right now we are out on a mission and we shall return um, when the process of returning back home uh, as as I'm texting you right now. Um, so if you can just give me a little bit, uh, I'll reach back out. Well, you know, this guy stays about two hours, actually about an hour and a half, two hours away uh, from the Tulsa area, which is where we 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 reside. So. Um, he was like, well, normally, you know, we, we breed and we give out puppies, you know, throughout the United States. So it's kind of difficult to 
had people to come see dog and all that stuff so he was just like hey i can meet you guys i have two puppies um one is 18 weeks 16 weeks and then one is uh eight weeks and he said i can meet you halfway bring both puppies so that uh you guys can see them and and see which one actually is for you you know typically i don't do that and then uh he says if you choose the dog that's uh 18 weeks 16 weeks old um we will actually sell that puppy for 925 right and my wife had had purchased this up you know when she sent the money to the other dog breeder that she thought she was sending it to that cost of that dog was $900 right <clears throat> so I was like okay that sounds that sounds fair so uh I mentioned that to my wife and then she was like wow okay well uh, are you sure babe and I was like yeah she's like I feel bad because I lost that money and I was like well that's fine we know we 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 are good stewards over what God has given us, you know, and I was just like, it's it's his money. So I talked to him and, and he has a plan for us. And then she was like, well, uh, I just wanted to also share with you. My boss called me because she has a, a, a little job that she does to kind of keep her occupied, you know, as she's going through this and it, she can work from home. Um, she doesn't even have to leave the house uh it's just a over the computer um uh, part-time job but she was like my boss called me and said <clears throat> excuse me that uh, my boss called me and said hey uh, i just wanted to let you know that uh we did really well this past year and that you will receive a thousand dollar check in the in the mail as a bonus. And when she told me that, <laughs> I was just like, I was floored. I was just like, see, this is the kingdom. This is the king taking care of his citizens, right? So it's like we went and met the guy Steve about an hour away from here. And she picked up the first puppy, which was the uh, the one that we actually uh, took in. But when she picked him up, she just the dog just like grabbed her like he he hugged her like a, a human almost. His paws were kind of wrapped around her neck and he was just laying into her shoulder and stuff. And then when she picked up the other dog, the other dog was like, ah, this is cool. And just kind of looking around had no attachment so uh, we knew immediately which one we picked up and she didn't like the name and uh well so when we was on our way home uh she named it teddy right and as we driving home i was like see this is the king taking care of his citizens in the kingdom this was a, a daily bread moment as i call it right it's like he gave back the $900 plus an extra 75, right? And then that extra 75, it's like I was 
told to, you know, and this is a, a different story, but um, at my job, we have these angel trees, right? So it's like uh, you, you, you can pick up an angel and purchase the toys and what's on the list for the, the angel, you know, as the angel for the kid at the Salvation uh, Army there at our, our local community in Okmulgee. So it's like, okay, the extra fund was used throughout the community and given, you know, so this is, this is like a commonwealth moment, you know, where, yeah, God gave extra, but it wasn't extra for us to spend. It was extra for us to sow, right? To sow into someone else who didn't have or don't know the king the way that we know him, right? So, and and we don't know that for sure. But I'm just saying that these are these are those moments in the kingdom where I went directly to the king, and 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 you know I bowed in reverence to the king because it's out of his riches and glory that how we operate in this worldly system as ambassadors we represent him. And I continued to represent him. And as I represented him, he took care of us. Right. And that's that was the the most important thing that I I, I got out of that. You know, so that's why I believe that the kingdom message is is important because. Did we gain, you know, this massive amount of financial gain or did we, you know, get this this giant seed or or, or you know, it, it was, you know, ever since this chemo and, and the brain cancer and all these things started, I've started recognizing the hand of God differently. Right. I recognize the raven moments that I call them. These raven moments is, you know, where the the bird was bringing Isaiah, I mean, not Isaiah, but Elijah, exactly what he needed at the time he needed it, right? So this is where I believe that the kingdom of God plays an important role. And when you know that you are an ambassador of Christ, you can see that. Right. So what I want to do is, you know, the enemy is most likely pleased to hear all the other messages taught in the name of the word because it doesn't because he doesn't have to come and snatch that word. So based on scripture, this is based on scripture now that I believe that it's not important. All the other messages now, do they have a place? They do. But when Jesus sent the disciples out, he told them to preach. He told them exactly what to preach. Right. And. You know, we'll, we'll kind of get into that a little bit later, but he did direct them on a message to teach. Right. And it all involves. Repent repenting 
turn around, you know, and the kingdom is at hand. And the kingdom involves not just understanding what a kingdom is, not just, you know, being a part of the kingdom, but there's three different aspects of that. And we're going to get into that on the next podcast. I'm not going to get into it right now. I just wanted to make you aware of that. But let's go to Matthew 13 and 19. Let's go to Matthew 13 and 19. And it says in the NASB, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away, what has been sown in his heart. So as I, I've done a word study on that, but I wanted to utilize some commentary from John MacArthur's notes, right, from his commentary. And on his commentary of Matthew 13, 19, it says, and I quote, The word of the kingdom, the message of how to enter God's kingdom, the spear of salvation, the gospel. This is the message of reconciliation. And then when it talks about the evil one, it just says here, Satan. And it says the gospel never penetrates these souls so that it disappears from the surface of their understanding. Seen as the enemy snatching it away. So. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it. This is why. The foundation of this podcast is so important is because it's it discusses the word from this kingdom perspective, not that I see as important, but it also is a view and a perspective that Jesus saw and was wanting us to see as vastly important. Right. The message of. The cross his death and his resurrection is a part of the kingdom message and is vastly important to know, to believe and to understand, right? But that's the part that we're taught the most and that's the part that we all understand. But it's the other aspects that tie into it that helps open up the eyes of the understanding of everyone so that you can see uh, not only just the message, but you can see yourself as a kingdom citizen. You can see yourself as a part of this kingdom, as a part of the system, instead of seeing yourself as the worldly system. That's the reason why Jesus told God, don't take them out of this world, but leave them in, leave them here. Why did he ask why did he request that for us to, to remain here? See, it's, it's those questions that I ask. Well, well, why does he want us to remain here that I keep searching and I dig for? And then when I start digging for it and then I, I hear something that someone's trying to teach me, it doesn't align because I'm like, wait a minute. This is this is not this is not what this says in the context of it. I get it. It sounds good. Right. But I don't want to be a person with itchy ears. 
And that's what the Bible says as well. But let's let's continue. Um, this podcast also believes that King Jesus is the only door into the kingdom of God. So let's turn to John 10 and 1. And I'm reading out of the NASB again. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs some other way. He is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hears his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all of his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheepfold because they hear and know his voice. A stranger simply will not follow, but flee from him because they do not know the voice of the stranger. Right. So. Jesus is the door to the kingdom, and that's the only way you can get into the kingdom of God is through Jesus Christ. That is a firm belief of this podcast, right? So why do I believe believers are more citizens and saints instead of a Christian? Well, the term is used, the term Christian is used three times and it's never utilized by an apostle or Jesus. Now you can do a word search of Christian uh, if you have an electronic Bible and, and just type in Christian and see where it pops up. It, it, the main context of the word Christian is is out of Acts 11 and 26. Right. And it was when you do the history of that back at Antioch. Antioch basically today is Syria. Or Turkey. Um, and I used to be in the military when I was in the military, Turkey did not like U.S. citizens. Right? Turkey is a very hostile place still to this day. But when Paul and them were there during the time of Antioch, you know, it was a Greek town that settled, you know, that was taken over by the Romans. But it was a, a heavy place where Gentiles were. So they spent a lot of time there converting you know, and the, the, the time of Pentecost also actually happened there as well. Right. But uh, as the time when the Paul and them were there, this Christian term was a uh, derision, had a derision meaning. And that meaning was the party of Christ. You know, so when you look up the word derision, it was a uh, it's a term of ridicule or scorn to show contempt of, of people right and that's what the term christian that's how christians was the term christian came about and i get it you know the term christian has been around for for centuries and there, there may not be anything wrong with the term christian i'm not saying that it's a negative or a positive it's just something that uh, 
I've come to terms with that I don't necessarily want to associate myself as a Christian. Uh, I'd rather be known as a citizen of God or a an ambassador, right? Um, to me, it's kind of like, you know, I'm not sure what your nationality is, whoever you're listening, um, but I'm I'm of uh, I'm black, uh, or as you would say, in a U.S. terms, an Afro-American, right? And let's just take the word the N-word. You know, the N-word is is a uh, a dere- uh, I would say a the uh, a derision has a the N word has a derision meaning, right? And uh, it was given in a negative context. But as the years passed on, we, as a, as a culture, took that term and said, okay, well now we're going to take the power back and use it as a term of of endearment, right? So we'll use that word as a term of endearment and continue to use it to this day. Right. So to me, I kind of compare that term to Christians, you know, the meaning behind it obviously is different, but um, it definitely has the same type of of, uh, connotation. Right. When you're talking about it, because it wasn't like other Christians gave term gave that term it was people who weren't Christians gave that term to people who followed Christ right so it's it's still a nice name and it's still a good name it's nothing negative about it that's just my personal preference and that's how I get to calling myself a citizen right and we'll get to that if you turn to 2 Corinthians 5 and 14 and in the NSAB we're going to read from 14 on the, uh, to 21. And this is kind of where I get calling myself an ambassador. It says, For the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all, so that they may live, or so that they may live might no longer live for themselves but for him who died and rose again on their behalf therefore from now on we recognize no one according to the flesh even though we have known Christ according to the flesh yet now know him in this way no longer therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creature the old things passed away behold new things have come now all things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation therefore we are ambassadors of Christ as though God were making an appeal through us we beg you on the behalf of Christ be reconciled unto God he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we may 
not become the righteousness of God in him. So, therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ. And when you you look up that term ambassadors, you know, being in the military, I, I have a, a an understanding of an ambassador, you know, being in the political and understanding political terms, you know, uh, an ambassador is, you know, in this context, it's related to more of, a, of the Greek term translated as elder. It was described as an older, more experienced man who served as a representative of the king from one country to another. Paul thus described his role and the role of all believers as a messenger representing the king of heaven with the gospel, who pleads with the people of the world to reconcile to God, who is their rightful king. God making his appeal, understanding in this context, as believers present the gospel, God speaks through them and urges unbelieving sinners to come in with an attitude of faith and accept the gospel, which means to repent of their sins and believe on Jesus Christ. Now, what I had just read there was a commentary from, again, John MacArthur's notes, and I wanted to use his notes uh, for this just because I just wanted you to know that I have, when I do research, I don't just utilize my perspective of what I think uh, the Holy Spirit is trying to teach me, but I also look at commentary from other people, and then I also go back and do uh, additional research to try to see if I end up at the same location. Now, I may get there different, but I end up at the same location with the same understanding and the same meaning, right? So why is that important? Well, I remember going back. I'm going to utilize a, an example here. I remember being in the military again. Uh, I went through primary leadership development course, which was to become a sergeant, a, a non-commissioned officer, right? And going through this course, you know, you learn how to be a leader. Uh, this was a very, very good course. Um, but... You know, you learn how to lead people through war and and just being able to make good decisions. Right. Well, as a part of this. Um, this course, you know, you, you have to be able to map yourself through terrain. So you would be given a, a map, a compass, a pencil, and then uh, you were given four destinations. It was four flags that you had to go and retrieve. Right. So the tools you had, like I said, was a, uh, a map, a compass, a pencil. And one of the other things that you needed to know was what was your stride in meters. Right. And that was important because as you are <clears throat> laying out your map, your plan of how you're going to retrieve your flags, you needed to know what your step count would be. To get to that flag so you would map all this out before you started your journey right 
So once you had this mapped out, you had a time limit as well to go capture these flags. Well, <laughs> I remember going and starting my journey and walking. It's like, okay, you're walking through trees and wooded areas and you know, sometimes you'll come up to an open spot, but when you come up to a close to your your location of your flag, then what happened is you'll you'll see in the horizon, you'll see a flag and you'll be like, wow, yeah, there's my flag. Let me go. And then next thing you know, you keep walking, you see three or four more, three or four more other flags within 10 to 20 feet of each other. So your job is to make sure that you are on location to select the correct flag that you were mapped to give to get right so when you come up to a flag you have to write whatever letter or number was on that flag and then from that flag you have to go to your second point right but if you're off on that first flag Chances are the rest of your flags that you had already mapped is going to be off. So you want to make sure just because you're in the right area, you want to make sure that you have the right point in that area, the right flag in that area, or else the rest of it's going to be wrong. So I utilize that analogy. It's just the same with the Bible. We all have different perspectives and we receive, you know, we get to God through uh, different directions. But I tell you what, if you make it into the area where there's other believers, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get the next point correct. You have to be at the right spot. You have to have the correct understanding and you have to have the right understanding. There's not many understandings. You know, you may be it may be revealed to you differently and your conversation with someone else may be, oh, well, just because you're in the same area, y'all having the same conversation. But the point may be just a little off. And when you go to your next point, that one's going to be off as well. Yeah, so I tell you, I tell you what, just because you end up in the right area after you enter the door through Jesus and you continue to walk with uh, other believers, you may be in the right area, but you're probably not heading to the same destination or the same point depending on your revelation or depending on how you you get to the word you know how do you utilize it what are you utilizing it for you know and i think we only should be utilizing the word for one reason and that's to reconcile the world to god that's it that's the kingdom message. So, yeah, there's there's different points on on 
reaching different people at different locations and, and different periods of their lives. But at the end of the day, we should be focused on that and how, how we how we do that as ambassadors, how we represent God in this system. We're ambassadors. We represent God and we're here to uh, influence his character and, and his love uh, to the world, right? And I'm not here to to pick on or to point out, you know, what a false teacher is, excuse me, what a false teacher is and point names and all that stuff. I mean, the word talks about false teachers, but it doesn't point out names, right? It still does everything in the context of of love and being a representative and ambassador of another country. I have dual citizenship. I have I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God and I'm a citizen of the world. So I have dual citizenship. But I'm now making sure that the citizenship that the kingdom of God has given me is the most important citizenship that I follow. And the world is not even secondary. I just learning how to separate the two. But I just wanted to take some time to explain my concept and my perspective of this. Uh, the Holy Spirit was kind of working with me to, to do this format. So I hope everyone have a blessed week. Thank you for listening. And uh, join me next week as we will hop right back into our, our discussion of uh, Genesis. Blessings. <laughs>